0: Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the Holy Gospel. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ is risen. His It Is Finished sermon from the cross holds up against death and the grave. Nothing can hold Good Friday crucified Jesus down. And now death has lost its grip. Mary Magdalene went to the grave early in the morning. It was Sunday, the first day of a new week. Still dark, in the dim light, she saw the stone door had been rolled away. The grave was open. She assumes the absolute worst. Someone must have taken the body of Jesus. They've taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they've laid him. The corpse is missing. Peter and John, they sprint to the tomb. John is quicker. Peter's a bit braver. John stoops down to have a peek inside, and Peter, of course, he rushes headlong to the tomb. Good old Peter, always the first. (laughs) He sees the burial claws lying there where our Lord's dead body had been laid to rest. Everything, if you caught it, is tidy and in order. It's not like your children's rooms when they throw all their clothes down. The burial clothes are folded neatly as though Jesus made his bed, unlike your children, after getting up from sleep. If someone moved the body, they forgot the burial clothes, and then who in the world would fold them up so neatly? John looks in and sees the same things. Why? Well, it takes two two witnesses to establish something legally in the Bible, you remember that. A realization begins to dawn. Um, Jesus is risen. And again, the grave has lost its grip. The two disciples, they see the evidence of the resurrection, but they haven't seen Jesus. That gift was given to Mary Magdalene. She stood outside the grave, weeping, her eyes full of tears. When she looks into the empty tomb, she sees, behold, two shining angels in white sitting on the shelf where our Lord's body had lain. One at the head. Did you catch that in the text? The other at the foot. Did you catch that? If you remember your Old Testament Sunday school lessons, you know that there were two angels on either side of the Ark of the Covenant, God's most holy throne. And each angel faced each other. Do you remember that in the Old Testament? And now the same image is pictured here at the empty tomb. Ha, Jesus has made the grave a most holy place. Outside, Mary sees a man. It must be the gardener. Perhaps he knows where the dead body is. Did he take it? The man calls her by name, Mary. The voice, the sound of her name, ha, a sheep. Knows the voice of her shepherd and so she falls at his feet. She grabs hold of him. Rabboni, my teacher. It's just as the scripture says, weeping remains for a night but rejoicing comes in the, <laughs> in the morning. Jesus turns her tears of sadness into tears of joy. The graveyard, did you hear me? The graveyard is now a place of joy for her. She has Jesus back and she's not letting him go no need to keep holding me jesus says to her he's not going anywhere i've not yet ascended to the father and so go and tell my go and tell my brothers yes they needed to be told jesus gives her that holy task to do this poor woman with the miserable, and I mean that, the miserable train wreck of a life whom Jesus had rescued from the grip of demons. Now she is the one who gets to tell the good news. I have seen the Lord. Those are the plain facts of Easter. An empty tomb, folded burial cloths and a head covering. Two angels, a risen Jesus that you can lay hold of. Not a vision. Not a ghost, not an illusion, not a fond wish. A bodily, risen from the dead, Jesus. And there are eyewitnesses, John, Peter, Mary, and soon the other disciples. And by the end of the month, over 500 of them, all with the same remarkable message. Jesus, who was crucified, who was dead and is buried, he has now risen. Death has lost its grip. Now I want to push this for all of its worth today. First century Greeks didn't believe in resurrected bodies. Did you know that? (laughs) Immortal souls? Oh, that's no problem. But not risen bodies. Spiritual resurrections were fine, but not bodies that rise up from tombs, leaving neatly folded burial cloths behind. And the Apostle Paul is blunt and he is to the point when he writes to the Christians at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 15 when he says, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is empty, it is futile, and you are still in your sins. If Christ isn't raised, there is a body of Jesus out there somewhere, some bones in a box with his name on it. Remember like James. If Christ isn't raised, that chapter from John that you heard today is a myth, a pious legend. Even worse, it's a fraud. If Christ isn't raised, well then, my friends, seriously, you need to find another religion and PDQ. Never mind all the fringe benefits, and we're losing them quite quickly in this country. Never mind all the fringe benefits of being a Christian. How it brings you peace of mind or joy in your heart or helps you cope with life's problems. Forget all that. If Jesus is not raised, those things don't matter in the long run. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, then we are to be pitied more than all people. So if Christ isn't raised, we are all just a bunch of pitiful dupes. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, then the Christian faith is not worth following. It's a big fat lie, and it's not wasting your Sunday, let alone your life, over. If Christ isn't raised, you might as well join me and play golf on Sunday. Stay home and read the newspaper, work in the yard or in your garden since it's spring. And get on with your life as best you can. And people who don't believe in Jesus being raised from the dead, well, that's how they live. They eat and they drink and they're happy. Be nice, be safe, wear your mask, live fast and hard. For tomorrow you will die and that will all that there will be. That's, of course, your good news if Christ is not raised from the dead. If Christ isn't raised, as I told you from 1 Corinthians 15, you're still in your sins. And that is the worst of it. If Christ isn't raised, then that gruesome death on the cross absolutely accomplished nothing. Nil. Nada. And if he didn't rise from the dead, then there's no atonement for sin. And then it's all up to you to balance the scales. And then you're going to have to fix things. You'll have to pull yourself up. You'll have to balance the books for yourself. And you'd better not waste any time because you don't know how much time you will have. If Christ isn't raised from the dead, you are imprisoned in your old Adamic self. In Adam, all die, and you're no exception. And if Christ isn't raised, then it's only a matter of time before death punches your time clock, and you will receive the just wages of sin. The cancer cell, the stroke, the blown blood vessel, the stray bullet, COVID. Even if you spent your whole life doing all the things that you think Jesus would have you do, it's all for nothing if he didn't rise from the dead. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus has sent me to tell you, like he sent Mary on that first morning. He has risen from the dead. This is the abiding joy of this day. The tomb is empty and the tomb is ordered. The crucified body is risen. It's a witnessed fact of history. Mary, John, Peter, the 12, James, and all the apostles, 500, all say the same to us. We saw him, we touched him, we ate with him, we heard his voice. He is risen from the dead. I've noticed for a long time as a pastor that the world only seems to check in with the church twice a year. Yes, that's right, just twice a year. Christmas and, guess what at the time? Easter, of course. That's when you're most likely to see books and magazines and TV specials that do what? This is what they do. They question the historical facts. However, Christmas and Easter are the twin pillars of the Christian faith, the bedrock of Christianity. Jesus of Nazareth is God in the flesh, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And in addition, he is good fridayly crucified and bodily risen from the dead. This Jesus and only this Jesus fully shared your humanity in order to bear and to atone for all of your sin. Placate God's wrath and crush Satan's head. This Jesus and only this Jesus died and rose from the dead in order to conquer your death and your grave. Scripture says that as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. All will be made. That's the last day. No one will sleep in. (laughs) No one will sleep in on that final Easter Sunday whenever that day comes. Those who trust Jesus and his completed work to save them will rise bodily to life eternal. Those who refuse to trust Jesus and reject what he has won for them, they will sadly rise bodily to hellish eternal condemnation. And you know, that will really be a waste of a perfectly good resurrection. But all will rise... Every single son and daughter of Adam and Eve will rise in the power of Christ's resurrection. Why? Because the grave has lost its grip. Oh, death! Paul mocks death in 1 Corinthians. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Oh, grave, where is thy sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin to kill is the law. Yes, God's law. The law we break each and every moment of our lives. Yeah, it's killing us, it's driving us to the grave. But Paul says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen, his death is death's demise. Christ is risen, death is swallowed up forever. Christ is risen, sin is washed away. Christ is risen, the devils cower in fear. Their reign of darkness has ended. Christ has risen. A new creation has dawned. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. Christ is risen. Adam is lifted up from the dust of death. Christ is risen, and with him you live. Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Have a joyous Easter Sunday and Easter season. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.